Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Commissions Baltimore. What you got going over there, Eddie? Just what seems to plague the city all the time is gun violence is you know, the topic. I mean, you know, it was down last year. But, I mean, it's still outrageously high compared to the rest of the country. And frankly, the rest of the world. But that's, you know, nothing we don't know already. And one thing I haven't heard, I haven't heard a lot of conversation. You have an election coming up. There's a mayoral election, which I mean, big changes if, you know, if this one is unseated. Um, and, you know, the former mayor, Dixon, is running, and Theruvik Naraja reentered, and, you know, Brandon, of course, is running again. Um, but I haven't heard much about crime plans. And you know, the one thing I have heard that's caught my attention, I just wanted to you know mention it, is the governor has got involved, giving some money for the, um, the Thrive Academy. And what Thrive is, is um, adult men who, who mentor Maryland teens most at risk for gun violence. And so, you know, I, I've seen so many failed social programs that I just, I always get I very, I look at these things with a very skeptical eye because I just don't know if this is just going to be another one or it's actually going to do something because the benefits you don't see are for a long time. Um, and I have nothing against it. I think it sounds like a good idea. I'm always open to different ideas. Um, and what they do is they take teens most at risk of, you know, being a victim or perpetrating gun violence. So you could be a victim or a shooter. And each member of the academy, which is about 60 now, is paired with a life coach. They ask them to identify life goals, um, and then they get what's called, called intensive uh, mentorship. You know, and you forget how different it is in certain parts of this city. Um, I mean, if you grew up here or you worked here or you, you know, dealt with this before, but for people who are not familiar with it, I mean, you know, some of these lofty, lofty goals that seem like out of reach for these kids are graduating from high school and getting a job. Uh, that's one of the goals. Some want a driver's license or a learner's permit, um, things like this. So. They're just looking to help these kids get some kind of start on life to turn their lives around before they, as in the video they show them, they're dead or in jail, which is, you know, where this ends. Do you think these programs work? I mean, like, you buy into them or is it just you're trying stuff and you're trying to see what works and you really don't There's know? There's some I've seen that I like and they may work. The problem is sometimes the results can be so far down the road. You know, if you grab somebody as a teenager now, and when you deem it a success, it's when they're 30, when they've stayed out of trouble and turned their life around, so you get 15 years to wait, or 
more than the biggest criticism I have, and I think these, some of these things are good ideas. I mean, this is you know, I have, I'm never going to tell people not to mentor you know, kids in in crisis. Yeah, I'm never going to say that. You should all. I mean, if you're willing to do it, I think it's great, and I admire people that give their time to things like this, even no matter how hopeless it may seem. They work. They work. I was a product yeah. of many many programs growing up, and without those programs. Yeah. I'm not sitting here. They work. They absolutely like work. Which ones? Any in particular? I was pro- well. The, the officer friendly was actually an active program. That was an active was school. Yeah. That was active program. Mm-hmm. Um, my elementary school had a program. Um, uh, Matthew A. Henson taught mm-hmm. me how to tie a tie. Taught me the yeah. value of tie to tie. They taught me the winds are not the whole nine. Uh, taught me chivalry and all those things. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, Mister Mister Smallwood, Mister Williams, Mister Sheffy. Without without those men growing up. And the programs that they had, you know, the, the things that that I considered to be uh, automatic, they became automatic because they made them automatic mm-hmm. for me. It wasn't extra. It yeah. was this is how you live. So right. to me, they built they built a fence. I grew up north and Bitlow, man, mm-hmm. north and Bitlow. But in my mind, they built a fence around me mm-hmm. to where I was living there, but I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, because they built that fence around me to where I took myself out of that mentally, and it would ultimately take myself out of it physically. And and some people say you survive it. I didn't survive it. I lived it. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't walk around thinking that I'm surviving. I walked around knowing that I was living, and it just gave me different expectations for my life, different ambitions, yeah. different goals yeah. for my life. Yeah, I'm all for it. I, I believe in mentee mentor relationships i think they are really good especially in a place where you have so few kids or young men who have male figures in their lives yeah so i think it's a really important thing um, and i didn't and they, they were right yeah that's yeah that's why they're important because it's a big it's a big miss if there's you know there's no strong male in the, in the kid's life um the only problem i have is sometimes these things are such a small scale um like here, the you know the saying sixty people. I heard two hundred was the the population. Now they're saying sixty. Um, these things, the ones I've seen, even if they work or they sound well thought out, sometimes they're so expensive you can't do them on a big scale. Mm-hmm. And if anybody, any city ever needed a big scale, it's this one. Um, but I'm all for it. So the Thrive Academy, I'm going to yeah. watch and see how you know what what happens here. Um, the governor's interested. So if you have you know. The last governor was interested too. Hogan gave a lot of money to the city. Um, just politics get in the way, but they, he did do a lot for the city, and I think you know Governor Moore is interested as well. So I'm hoping this actually has some impact because the juvenile crimes ridiculous. The carjackings are off the chain. The kids being shot. Last they just published all the kids that were murdered last year. You know, sometimes you, you look at like 15, 16. No, that's not really. Good. Then you look at this two year old, nine year old. Yeah. Come on, man. This is not the way to live. And they're being taught that. In America. Right. They're being taught this is normal, and this is the best you're going to do here. So I just, I really hope that this uh, this has some impact. Because I'm watching these guys, you know, these are grown men who have had their own challenges in life, um, who are trying to mentor kids not to make the mistakes and things like that. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. Thank you very much, Ed, for Commissions Baltimore. 410-583-1057 is the Number Daily Line with Jeremy Kahn. He'll tell you where to put your coins at for Big Monday uh, tonight. But on the other side, Jeff Ehrman talks Terps up next right here on The Fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 916 in the AM Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Maryland Terps dropped one on Saturday. Jeremy, I, 32 points. No, yeah, 32 points, right? Scored in overtime. I don't ever recall that many points scored in overtime. <laughs> not in a short Maybe, overtime like that. Not even double overtime, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was I, just back and forth. Just kind of a – it was an ugly game. Um, I was at a 50th birthday party watching the end of it and back and forth. Where? Yeah. Uh, Twain's Tavern in Pasadena, my oh, buddy's okay. uh, 50th. Brandon, happy birthday. He owns Charm City Trivia. Yeah. Good dude. Posted him. Th- this cat posted a picture of himself with his shirt off at 50, and it kind of got me in my feels. Like, I posted one of me at, my, at 45. It's mm-hmm. not the same. Looks different. How different? Very. Anyway, that being said, watching that game. doesn't look good on him. <laughs> watching the game there, uh, it, it was interesting because there was a bunch of Terps fans around cheering for him, uh, pull, uh, watching the end of the game. And you could just see the frustration on their face after every bad shot that was taken. Um, I don't know, just a and, and and Ohio State's a bad team too. They're just not good. You think Maryland's issue on offense is coaching? I don't. I think it's personnel. Say it again. Maryland's mm-hmm. issue issues on offense is it coaching? Oh, coaching on yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and I told you the conclusion I came to last week. Coaching defense on that level is tough. And Maryland, for the most part, does it well. How do you get so good playing like that defensively, but then so bad on offense? And it comes down to what I believe Jeremy just alluded to, was just said, not alluded to, um, and that's personnel. Yeah. I don't think he has those, those – he just doesn't have those guys, man. Just doesn't. I don't know. Something's up. I mean, it's just – they just suddenly look flat, or I hit the uninspired, or flat, or whatever. But just and the shooting is just bad. I mean, thankfully we got some defense that they can, you know, they can win some games and you know in a gritty way. But when you look at where they stand nationally, both in you know field goal shooting and three point shooting, it's like. Mm. For those of you that wait, waiting for Jeff Ehrman, we have some phone issues. We're trying to uh, fix as we speak right now. Joe is working hard trying to fix those phone issues. Can you hear me now? Sorry. Good. <laughs> so that that's that's what's going on behind the scenes right now, but yeah, I just I just believe that the biggest issue for them is personnel. I think once that changes, then maybe they'll be a better basketball team. Well, you know the the other part of this too is like if you, that changes, you're looking at the numbers and defensively they've this is the one thing that I think kind of shows, and it's not a 
I just don't think they have great offensive players. I think some of these guys can play D. They play pretty good team D at times. Um, I think part of that's coaching. It's not an easy thing just to put five guys together and get them to play defense. They stink on offense, though. It's just, if it's not Jameer Young and if, if Juju's not getting something done, it's like, who else? I mean, who's going to step up and make something happen if it's not, you know, Dante Scott shooting from the outside or backing somebody down from midcourt? Um, they don't have a lot of options to go to, to to put the ball in the bucket. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Which is why it makes you wonder why they go away from some of the guys sometimes. It, it can't, yeah, look, you can have your two-man game. You're going to need others to step up. You need bench scoring. It's it's a small rotation that he has there. Um and I'm not trying to make excuses for Willard. I, like, you can hear it in his voice when he talks about it after the game. I, it just sounds like a, I don't want to say defeated, but you can hear some of that. I'm not, I don't think he's making excuses. I remember early in the year, I was very frustrated with him. I was very frustrated with him. And my Maryland fandom had me upset with him. And then after I got to the point where, you know what, it is what it is. Let me just watch this. And I'm watching them defensively. I'm like, man, they're really good defensively. And being a basketball coach, you know, that's, that's the tough part of the game to coach. It is. And I'm just I, – then I started looking at these cats for who they were. Like, yeah, I don't know if I would want to bet my career on some of these guys. You know? Juju, yes. Definitely uh, Young, yes. Outside of that, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can See, I, I get it, though, man. I Like – I, looking at this team, there's there's not a lot of like they had that little run there for a while. They beat UCLA, and you're like, okay, UCLA wasn't that good, but at all. Again, I'm not trying to take away from them. I just the one thing I've known about this team is that they've been consistently inconsistent, which leads me to believe they're just not very good, and that's what bad bad teams do. Yeah, I mean, you said Ohio State's not very good. Ohio State's fourteen and ten, four nine in the conference. Maryland's thirteen and eleven. Five and eight in the conference. They are Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. You know I mean? Fair enough. They, they are Ohio State. I mean, I've watched Ohio State play some games this year, and they're they're out of conference schedule. Maybe you, you question some of those games, but uh, oof, just bad basketball. I mean, that's just where they are right now. You're right. They play Oakland. They lost to Texas A&M, though. Yeah, they play, what, good. Mer- Merrimack? Mm-hmm. Merrimack. Who the hell is that? I bet on them a time or two. They beat Alabama, though. What's their mascot? Ohio State. That's a good win. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What's their mascot? Uh, Mar- I'm not gonna get it. Like I, I never heard of them. I just want to guess Wildcat because or Tiger Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> knew it all along. I was just playing the game, letting you guys sound. Smart. I figured that. Yeah, old Merrimack Warriors. <laughs> you know how to play. Where Where are they? That's the better question. Merrimack. Yeah, they're uh, is it? They're right there, uh, right next to that place. They're in uh, New Jersey. Did anybody look him up? Merrimack here? No. <laughs> I thought somebody was looking him up. <laughs> no, I thought Joe told you. No. I'm just, you mean I could have just lied about it? You guys wouldn't have known? I thought Joe told you. Joining us right now, courtesy of the uh, WGK Law Guest Hotline from InsideMDSports.com, he is Jeff Ehrman. Jeff, good morning to you. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing well. Sorry we're late. We're having phone issues, man. Thanks for calling us. All uh, good. Right now, we can't call out. But Maryland Terps, <laughs> uh, double overtime. Um, uh, loss to Ohio State Buckeyes. Your thoughts on this Maryland team so far this year? Because offensively, they've been horrible. Defensively, not so bad. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no way to get around saying that it's been a really disappointing season for them. Pick third uh, in the Big Ten, and things have just never clicked. It's not like one of those seasons where you have a little hot streak and then you go cold and 
you know, this, this season, just, it's, they've never had that streak, mostly because of what you mentioned. The offense has been uh, so poor. You know, the outside, they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. That's really hurt them. And then uh, the lack of scoring off the bench has obviously, obviously limited them a ton, too. And you look at those things, you know, the scoring issues, and, and I think they're one in seven now in games decided by five points or less. So uh, just one of those seasons where you just can't can't get right. And you can't get right. Is there anything you put your finger on that say, boy, if that's the reason? Because I can't. I mean, just they're not shooting well. They don't like the very motivated at times. I can't just put my finger on what's making them not play so well. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of having three scorers and no one else. Usually, you know, obviously Jameer Young's had a really good season, 20 points a game. He's a lock, I think, for first team all conference. Julian Reese has had a good season. You know, he's second in the conference in rebounding. Last I checked, third in blocks at about 13 points a game. Obviously, he's had his struggles at times. He really struggled at Ohio State. And then Dante Scott's had a solid up and down, but a solid season. He's a, he's a scorer. You know, he's he's helped. But after that, there's just usually after your third guy, you have a few guys who are capable of putting up 10 or 15 here and there, and they don't have that at all. You know, when your fourth scorer – Scorer, excuse me, Jordan Geronimo is not a big scorer. Uh, and then obviously huge, huge issue has been that Kevin Willard was expecting the freshmen, you know, especially Deshaun Harris-Smith to come in and be Big Ten ready players, and that has not been the case. Hey, Jeff, uh, kind of give me your thoughts, and I know it's it's still relatively early on, on a guy like Willard and, and what you see with this program because uh, a lot of people are questioning him. I don't think he's a bad coach, Um I don't. I just don't know about the talent on this team, and I know some of that falls back on him. What are your thoughts on what you've seen, and and how long do you think a leash would be for if things did go awry? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, coaching wise, I agree. I think you know that's not the biggest issue. The issue is that the roster construction, which, as you said, is also his job. So you know, when you're making the big money and you're the GM, also, then that's going to fall on you. But I think that's been the issue more than coaching. Uh, just last summer really hurt them. The portal hurt them bad. They lost Ian Martinez and Hakeem Hart. You essentially trade those two guys for Geronimo and Chance Stevens, who is a lesser-known guy who's not playing because of injury. That's a that's a rough trade, especially when you look at what Ian Martinez is doing at Utah State this year. He's having a great season, uh, as you might have expected, watching his progression last year. You know, in terms of Willard's security, I think it's just too early. You know, you see fans, oh, if we don't fire him this offseason, we're not serious, all this stuff. But realistically, that's not the way it works. You know, very few college coaches get fired after two years unless you have a scandal or something like that or a health situation especially when first year went well. You know, you look at Kenny Payne in Louisville. You know, he's been a disaster. He's still there. Um, far worse than anything that's happened at Maryland. So I think it's at least another year, maybe two, before you can really talk about job security and things like that because he's got a long seven-year, mostly guaranteed contract for about $4 million a year. There he is, Jeff Ehrman from InsideMDSports.com. Tell us all about the website. Website Inside MD Sports. We're on the 24/7 Sports uh, CBS Sports Network. Cover Maryland's recruiting, sports inside information. You won't get anywhere else all day, every day. So, uh, if you're a Terps fan, come check us out. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate you. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Eight four ten five eight three one zero five seven. 
Joe LaCroix's encore, Black History Moment at 945, but on the other side, Jeremy Kahn tells you where to place those coins. Yeah, we'll tell you if you should bet on Merrimack, which is in Massachusetts, by the way. Killed the Super Bowl props. I had a phenomenal day with the props. I'll go over some of the things that happened. Talk about the game. I hit my favorite play on the game. Missed the side. Uh, get into that. And then talk about tonight. We've got NBA, NCAA, NHL all in action. Some great games. It's a big NBA night. So uh, stay tuned. We'll give you some plays for this evening. The Big Bad Daily Line. Sponsored by the Green Turtle Bet Parks Sportsbooks. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Parks Sportsbooks. With locations in Camden and Towson, and enjoy the best-in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities. Bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. 105.7 The Fan. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! (laughs) Niners Radio Network, courtesy there. Where do we start? Um, I guess the easiest thing is if people want to talk about the game. So here's what I had for the game, just so everybody knows. And and the big debate. See what you guys think. National Anthem. Should it go under or over? She sang the song, finished the lyrics, and then said the brave twice. I know what the rule is and how it's supposed to be done. We've always talked about as soon as they finish the lyric or however you want to put it, the chorus, the words, mm-hmm. whatever of the song, that's when it's over. But we had the same thing, and I want to say it was with Lady Gaga who carried another note. Now, some people are like, well, this sports book said they're paying out the over. Well, did you check to see how many people bet the under with them? Because the under was hammered in this. Because the word got out. Somebody recorded Reba McIntyre singing. Mm-hmm. She was routinely you know, five to seven seconds under the... Um, the uh, you know the the total the at ninety time. and a half. Yeah. yeah, usually it's it's well over a hundred seconds, like 107, 110, somewhere in there. Um, this was at ninety and a half. So when she finished the first note, the brave, it was at like eighty nine seconds or eighty eight seconds, and then she did the brave again. So how would you guys deem it? What do you mean as far as cheating by repeating no, it? Or? Did it go over? Or did it go under? Because she said the word twice. He went under. The under is the right call from the, how they deemed it. Now right. she wasn't finished singing and it was over. I'm sorry. See, that's how people. Well, hold on. If you finish the song and all of a sudden you add something onto the end of it, like she said, the brave, and then she couldn't carry that note, and she wanted to finish stronger. That was the other thing. We I did I did way too much studying on Reba McIntyre singing. Gotta have a sickness. Um, but yeah, I think it should be under. But it, this is the dilemma, and I don't trust the sports books. And oh, we're paying this out because. One of the sports books, clear, bet, I think it was BetMGM, clearly said, they came out and was like, hey, look, it's the under. You don't say the other two words again and it extends the song. And in another sports book, it's like, no, we're paying out the over. And my assumption is because less people bet the over. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the other prop bets yesterday, mm. I didn't get any of my anytime TDs. I had Kelsey, Kittle, and Juszczyk. Kittle's yardage is the only thing I really got wrong because I, I pretty much hit on everything else. Pat Mahomes throws an interception. Mahomes over 25 and a half rush yards. Mahomes' longest rush over 13 and a half yards. He had a 22-yarder. McCaffrey's over. McCaffrey's over receiving and rushing. Um, Justin Watson over. Justin Watson over one and a half receptions. Boom, boom, boom. 
Um, I believe you know the, these other two, which I missed on one of them, uh, McCaffrey rushing TD, Kittle 40 yards, 49ers win was another one I had, and McCaffrey to have the most rushing receiving yards in the game, minus 170. I also had Brock Purdy under 12 and a half. Listen to this crap. He had 13, six seconds. They kick it out of the back of the end zone. Touchback. He's got a knee on it once. He goes under the rushing pillar because he kneed on right. it at the end of the half. So it finished at 12. You got it 11 and a half. You, you lost. But again, it's it's going to be it's going to depend on the scoring record of what people had. Can we go back to Reba for a second? So yeah. what, her, oh, and by the way, Brock Purdy's first pass complete, I had that too. Oh, but, yeah. By her repeating that line, did that put it over? Yes. So I mean, this is like, and did they take it out? It would have been under without that. Just that one line. Yep. That's how close it by was. By that close. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. That was like, a little strange, doesn't it? Yeah. But, but then you leave it up to the book. Because so, I'm like, ah, what's a big how? But I'm like, oh, if it's exactly that one word or that one line. I, I almost feel like it should be a no bet. Yeah. You know, and then you just return to people's money, but it just doesn't make people happy. Like, guys get injured in the game. We saw what happened to Kinlaw, but if that had been, uh, if Debo came out of the game early or Pacheco did, everybody would be asking for their money back. It's just how it works. My top play on the game was the under. I did have the 49ers, lost that. Um, so overall, you know, it was, a, it was a good day with the props, no doubt about it. Uh, but there will be the argument with that. So as far as tonight's plays, I'm going to give you a couple of leans here, what I like in the NBA. And I'm going to tell you one play I absolutely will be betting. It's my favorite play tonight, and I'll give it out on the air here. Um, I do like the Nuggets to knock off the Bucks. I still don't understand why everybody keeps betting on the Bucks. They're not good right now. Doc Rivers is one and four, and now they get the Nuggets coming to town. They're terrible against point guards. Bet Jamal Murray's over tonight. Make sure he's playing first. And then you get Giannis and Jokic. Like Jokic is going to have a field day against those cats, too. So I like the Nuggets tonight. I like the Spurs and Raptors to go over. I think the Clippers and the Wolves go under. Warriors and Jazz go over. That might be the highest scoring game on the slate. I definitely te- uh, check out some of the props for Steph. And um, Jonathan Kaminga should have a big game tonight. But my favorite play tonight, I like Texas Tech. I think they handle business against Kansas. Um, you know, Kansas lost at home to Kansas State last Monday. Then they came back this weekend. Now they get this game against Texas Tech, which is a tough place to pe- uh, play. It's like the lone game tonight that you really, really want to watch. There's other good games, don't get me wrong. But it's that marquee top 25 matchup that you love to see. Give me Texas Tech minus the points. I think they handle business. And as far as uh, this this week, the NBA goes on to the uh, All-Star break this weekend. So we're going to have, like, after Wednesday, it starts to get a little lighter. Friday night, you have the All-Star festivities. And then we'll talk about, you know, on Friday, I'm assuming we'll get into the slam dunk competition, three-point shootout, All-Star game, what I like to bet. It's it's one of my favorite All-Star games now that they've mixed in the Kobe rule in the fourth quarter where those guys are now playing defense. First one of 24 wins. Um, pretty, yeah, pretty cool to see kind of, uh, you know, how things are going. In the NHL tonight, there wasn't much. Uh, New Jersey hosting Seattle. I thought Seattle was interesting as a road team, but I'm not betting it. Um, I do think the over is interesting in the Seattle-New Jersey game, and that's probably where I'll be going tonight, over six and a half uh, between those two teams, but I don't see anything else. So there you go, guys. There you go. Thank you very much. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn on this Manic Monday in Baltimore. Joe LaCroix's Encore is up next. My Black History Moment and find out what we learned today on The Fan. I mean, he's just yelling at his face. Was, I think it was just an accident. Well, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Is like, I, I feel if like... If he's not telling us what's boyfriend, no one's talking about it. Okay. 
But if he was somebody else, he would have gotten thrown out or gotten like a no, penalty or something. Not thrown out with his own the team, own coach, but they no. would have separated him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but yeah. because it's Travis Kelsey and it's the I mean it's Chiefs, not that uncommon. These guys do fine. get hot. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the running backs pulled him away. Okay, uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I was just, that's what I was honestly. That's literally all I was going to say. Did you guys see the new about. State Farm commercial with Mahomes, Maauto, and his dad, my house arrest? Oh. <laughs> no. What? It's not, you don't want that one? <laughs> no. You guys. You mean, you mean you, and, you and Kramer don't push one another around over there? Huh? Uh, no. They don't sit in the same room. <laughs> Jess. <laughs> there you go. We Jess, don't. When, we don't. When is, it we, when is it that we have time to talk about sit in the same how room? beautiful your mom is? Oh, she's pretty. She, she, can you I say, guys, can I use another word? I'm drawing the line here. She's hot. She's so beautiful. She we're not hot. talking about my mom. Well, we're, we're mom. just going to talk about it when you leave. We're not. Ta- you guys cannot talk about my mom. She's hot. Because. She's beautiful. Jess's mom has got it going on. Jess's mom has got it going on. You guys suck over here. I want Jess's mom. I want Jess's mom. I'm talking about my mom. She was walking by Jess. You got to save that clip. I'm talking about my mom. She was walking by Jess at the time. Still shaking her head. Jeremy ain't lying. <laughs> now time for our Black History moment. Well, today, boys and girls, I'm not really going to tell you about a person. I'm going to tell you about a movement. It's called the Cambridge Movement. It was an American social movement in Dorchester County, Maryland, led by Gloria Richardson and the Cambridge Nonviolent Action Committee protest. It continued from late 1961 to the summer of 1964, the movement led to the desegregation of all schools, recreational areas, and hospitals in Maryland, and the longest period of martial law within the United States since 1877, many cited as the birth of the Black Power Movement. Um, black residents in Cambridge had the right to vote, but they were still discriminated against and uh, lacked Economic opportunities. Their homes lack plumbing, uh, with some even living in chicken shacks. Since the local hospitals were segregated only and only served white people, black residents had to drive two hours to Baltimore for medical care. They experienced the highest rates of unemployment. A black unemployment rate was four times higher than that of whites. The only two local factories, uh, both defense contractors, had agreed not to hire any black workers, provided that the whites agreed not to unionize. All venues of entertainment, churches, cafes, and schools were segregated. Black schools received half as much funding as white schools, even though a third of Cambridge residents were black. There were only three black police officers in the entire city. Those police officers were not permitted to patrol white neighborhoods or arrest white individuals. And again, this went on. This movement went on from 1961 to 1964. What happened then, once the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed by Congress, the movement lost all momentum. The federal government had uh, effectively mandated all that the CNAC had been fighting for. And as the protests ended, the National Guard withdrew. Corey Richardson resigned and relocated to New York City. Uh, Black History Moment, the Cambridge Movement. Now time for you to find out what we learned today. (coughs) 
Ed Norris, what did you learn today? I learned we can never talk about Jess's mom. No. Because she went. Well, that's going to keep no going. No point, though. It's going to go on forever now. She should not let us know that because now oh. we're always going to do it. I do want to know why she and Kramer don't sit in the same room. I'm just curious about that. I find it odd that two radio hosts sit in different studios. I think there's only one mic in there. No, they, they no. used to do they, they all used to do it from there. Yeah. They, I thought they took the one away from the turret side. All I, I know is that's the, they, that's they the first show. They may have done it by request, but I know when it was, you know, Reagan was here. And Isn't it the first Maria. show that didn't do it? Yeah. Yeah. First one I've seen. There's no mics in there. There's a Kramer, <laughs> there's a Stone, and there's a Jess. Right. What I do know is I, I do find it funny that, you know, we are so immersed in sports, we assume everyone feels the same way. You got a great one over there. Yeah, I just, I got this message from my lovely bride. She said, I can't, I need the drama because she, I sent it, yesterday was her birthday. So I sent it to a, a spa, a spa at Hard Rock up in Tampa with her friends and, you know, for a whole day of spa treatments and all that stuff. So she, you know, had a great day. But she wants the Cliffs notes from the, the Super Bowl. I have questions about the drama highlights of last night, such as what did Taylor's boyfriend do to the coach and what was that about? <laughs> Not Travis Kelsey. What did Taylor's boyfriend do to the coach? I was the, I left out loud when I read that. Like, He's going to get sick of that. You know that, right? I I just find and this is not her being funny. This is true. She knows who Taylor Swift is. Has no idea what you know, Travis Kelsey is. And I just find it funny she's referring to him that way in this text message. Taylor's boyfriend. Taylor's boyfriend, Plays which explains football. which explains why you have number eighty seven shirts at local Dick Sporting Goods because yep. it's Taylor's boyfriend. Uh, a couple of birthdays uh, uh, birthdays in sports. Number one, former Raven quarterback and. Uh, Washington football quarterback, RG3, celebrating a birthday today. And the late, great Bill Russell would have celebrated a birthday today. To all we say, happy birthday. What you got over there, Jeremy Kahn? Yeah, the Procrastinators Convention scheduled for today has been moved to, I don't know, maybe sometime next week. One <laughs> <laughs> of you guys heard about this. A cheese factory in France has exploded. Debris is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys, so I'm. I've, I've spent a lot of time writing a book on reverse psychology. Please don't buy it. <laughs> <sighs> this one, uh, walking down the street, and I saw a shop sign that said, watch repairs here. I stood there for 30 minutes and never saw one. <laughs> Just started my job as an executioner. I'll be heading there soon. Beheading. Did you? We got it. Got it. Yeah. And this one, really think about this one, because I like this. The word incorrectly is spelled incorrectly in every dictionary. It is. Yes, see? (laughs) And uh, lastly, I'm a fisherman, just started dating a mermaid, met her online. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the big Rottweiler that attacked the little dog a couple weeks ago right out here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that dude is running with the same dog and no leash again. Yeah. Again, I just saw them running well, down. I mean, there's no leash. Tr- to give him credit, he's trying to find somewhere where he doesn't think anybody's going to be to let his That's dog no run free. That's no credit. There's nobody out here. That's no credit. Why? Evidently, that theory didn't work the last time, did it? There was somebody out there. You never know. Yeah. But when he first went out there last time, it wasn't. So it was the other guy's fault. Okay. <laughs> With the little dog on the leash. Dogs need to be leashed. I'm a dog owner. They got to be on a leash. I'm sorry. No, I like the way he just flips things. I'm going to flip it again. Flip it. 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 <laughs> Vinny and Haney up next. 
Have yourselves a safe <laughs> and wonderful day. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.